Season two of ABC Story Sisters is brought to you by Tandy Books, publisher of the new children's alphabet book, Journey from A to Z with Teacher Judy. Let me tell you, my girls absolutely love this book. Right, girls? Yeah! It is the best. I love it. It allows them to discover the alphabet through two of their favorite things, animals and alliteration. It makes the perfect gift for any little reader's library. Not only that, it has an amazing backstory. It was written by a teacher for her students and finished by her son as a way to honor her memory. Journey from A to Z with Teacher Judy is available now at teacherjudy.com. For a limited time, our listeners will receive a 20% discount with the code ABC Story Sisters, and a portion of the proceeds will be donated to support children's literacy charity, Room to Read. Get your copy at teacherjudy.com with discount code ABC Story Sisters. Welcome to ABC Story Sisters, a storytime podcast for kids and kids at heart. I'm your host, Alexa, here with my sisters, Bristol and Charlotte. Say hi, girls. Hi. Each week, we'll bring you a new chapter from a classic children's book. This season, we're taking you on a journey through the wonderful world of Wonderland with Alice and her friends. We took a little break this week for Labor Day. But we have a lot of new listeners lately. So we thought we'd take a trip back down the yellow brick road to where it all started. Travel with us as we revisit our very first episode. It was the beginning of our podcasting journey. And the beginning of Dorothy's journey through Oz. If you're new here, now is a great time to catch up on all of our episodes from season one and season two in our feed. And if you're not new, you can always listen again. <laughs> we hope you'll leave us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts so others can find us and join in on the fun. Alice and her friends will be back next week for a super silly tea party, Wonderland style. Without further ado, here's the very first chapter of ABC Story Sisters. Be sure to stick around after the episode for a special bonus interview with our new Wizard of Oz podcasting friends, Tara and MK. We join them on their podcast, Down the Yellow Brick Pod, to talk all things Oz for their Slipperhood series. You can subscribe to their show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Story Sisters, a storytime podcast for kids and kids at heart. I'm your host, Alexa, here with my sisters, Bristol and Charlotte. Say hi, girls. Hi. Each week, we'll bring you a new chapter from a classic children's book. This season, we're reading one of our favorite stories, The Wizard of Oz. And today, we'll start at the very beginning. Are you ready, girls? Yes. (laughs) Chapter one, The Cyclone. Dorothy lived in the midst of the great Kansas prairies with Uncle Henry, who was a farmer, and Aunt Em, who was a farmer's wife. The house was small, for the lumber to build it had to be carried by a wagon many miles. There was no storm cellar, except a small hole dug in the ground, called a cyclone cellar. Time out. I keep hearing that word, but I don't know what that means. Which word exactly? 
cyclone. You're right. That is a new word. Do you know what the best thing to do is when you hear a new word in a story? What? You can use context clues. Huh? Context clues are kind of like solving a mystery while reading. If you don't know what a word means, you can look for clues in the sentence to try to make a good guess. Now let's read the last sentence again. There was no storm cellar except a small hole dug in the ground called a cyclone cellar. Now, Charlotte, can you use context clues to try to figure out what the word means? A storm? That's right, Charlotte, and all the little readers listening. The dictionary says a cyclone is a system of winds rotating inward just like a tornado. Oh, I know what a tornado is. Thank you, context clues. You're our new best friend. Now, let's keep reading. When Dorothy stood in the doorway and looked around, she could see nothing but gray prairie on every side. A sun had baked the plowed lane into gray mass with little cracks running through it. Even the grass was not green. Once the house had been painted, but the sun blistered the paint and the rains washed away. And now the house was as dull and gray as everywhere else. When Aunt Em came to live there, she was a young, pretty wife. The sun and wind had changed her too. They had taken the sparkle from her eyes and left them a sober gray. Uncle Henry never laughed, and he looked stern and solemn. It was Toto that made Dorothy laugh and saved her from growing as gray as her other surroundings. Toto was not gray. He was a little black dog with small black eyes that twinkled merrily on either side of his wee nose. Toto played all day long, and Dorothy played with him and loved him dearly. Time out. I wonder what kind of dog Toto is. Good question. I didn't even think about that. The original story and the movie both show a small black dog with wiry hair. That type of dog is called a terrier. Fun fact, there are many, many types of terriers. Toto was a Karen terrier. Now, let's get back to the story. Today, however, they were not playing. Uncle Henry sat on the doorstep and looked anxiously at the sky, which was even grayer than usual. Dorothy stood in the doorway with Toto in her arms and looked at the sky, too. From the far north, they heard a low wail of the wind. The long grass bowed in the waves before the coming storm. Suddenly, Uncle Henry stood up. There's a cyclone coming, Em, he called to his wife. Then he ran toward the sheds where the cows and horses were kept. Aunt Em dropped her work and came to the door. She screamed, Quick, Dorothy! Run for the cellar! Toto jumped out of Dorothy's arms and hid under the bed. Aunt Em, badly frightened, climbed down the ladder into the small, dark hole. Dorothy caught Toto at last and started to follow her aunt. When she was halfway across the room, there was a great shriek from the wind and the house shook so hard she lost her footing and sat down suddenly on the floor. The house whirled around two or three times. The great pressure of the wind on every side of the house raised it higher and higher until it was at the very top of the cyclone. Dorothy felt as if she were going up in a balloon. It was carried miles and miles and miles away as easily as you could carry a feather. It was very dark and the wind howled horribly around her. But Dorothy found she was riding quite easily. After the first few whirls around, she felt as if she were being rocked gently like a baby in a cradle. 
Toto did not like it. He ran about the room, barking loudly. Time out. I wonder what his bark sounded like. I don't know. Hey, Bristol, what do you think Toto sounded like? Can you make a barking sound? <laughs> Good job, Bristol. <laughs> Bristol. Now, let's get back to the story. Dorothy sat quite still on the floor and waited to see what would happen. She wondered if she would be dashed to pieces when the house fell again. Hour after hour passed away, and slowly Dorothy got over her fright. At last, she crawled over the swaying floor to her bed and lay down upon it. Toto followed and lay down beside her. In spite of the swaying house, Dorothy soon closed her eyes and fell fast asleep. Wow, she's kind of like you, Charlotte. Why? She can sleep through a tornado. <laughs> <laughs> did you like that story, girls? Because I'll tell you this, there's more. Yes. yes! So did I, and we hope you did too. Thanks for listening to ABC Story Sisters. I'm Alexa with my sisters Bristol and Charlotte, and we hope you'll join us next week for Chapter 2 when we find out what happens to Dorothy and Toto. We might even have a visit from a special guest. The Wizard of Oz is written by Frank L. Baum and was adapted for this podcast. <laughs> it was adapted for this podcast by me, with a little help from my mom. If you liked what you listened to, subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. And be sure to visit our website at abcstorysisters.com. We'll ABC you later. Welcome to Down the Yellow Brick Pod, your ticket somewhere over the rainbow and down many a yellow brick rabbit hole for all royal revisionists and fans of Oz to fall down together. Today, you've landed in our Slipperhood series where we interview many of the magical folks who identify with or have stepped into the legacy of the sparkly shoes, no matter if they are silver or ruby red, in a Broadway caliber production or homemade from the heart. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our Slipperhood series. We have magical guests here with us today that were brought to us by the magic of the hashtag on Instagram. This is when I believe that Instagram is a magical, magical place where you can meet new people who share same interests just kind of randomly, which is really great. So I think I was on Instagram one day browsing and we follow the Wizard of Oz hashtag on our Instagram. And I stumbled upon the ABC Story Sisters and they were rereading The Wizard of Oz for a younger audience, kind of like a bedtime read, very bite-sized in a great, fun, interactive way, a family reading this book together. And I was instantly enchanted and was like, oh my God, M, I found our mini-me's who are um, taking this, bringing the story back to life in such a new, inventive way on a podcast. I was like, this is incredible. Um, and it links to like what we feel as grownups, we feel this responsibility to be inviting people back to Oz to remind them of adventure, to remind them they could have a chosen family and they also have their family at home. This was just so exciting to get to meet Charity, who is the mama bear of this podcast. <laughs> as well as we're going to be talking to Alexa today, the eldest 
of the sisters who run this podcast. We're just so happy to have you all. So to get us started, when did the idea of the ABC Story Sisters spark and did it have any relevance or connection to being in this pandemic time? Oh, good question. So what what started the idea? We wanted to do a YouTube channel, but mom said no. <laughs> yes. Mom, I, that was, I was a no. Um, so they wanted to do, I teach in the film department at our college here um, in Texas. And um, so they kind of, you know, thought, hey, mom could help us do a YouTube channel. And I thought, mm -hmm. I have no bandwidth for that whatsoever. <laughs> uh, and not only that, it's just, you know, YouTube's a, YouTube's a tough place, um, not only for the content that's out there, um, but also, you know, so oversaturated. And so I told them, you guys really want to try this. Let's try a podcast. And Alexa was like, what's a podcast? They <laughs> had no clue what that was. Uh, but, you know, I, I explained it to them and they were super on board. What, um, what, what did y'all do when I told you we could record it in your, your kid cave? What'd y'all do? Um, we moved all the toys <laughs> and donated them to charities uh we have these little chairs and the mics and these chairs are the smallest of small chairs <laughs> i will say that <laughs> alexa alexa actually um she's in a contest at school who could read the most who could raise the most money for school by reading so she won out of the whole district, everybody in the whole district. And um, I told her, so she got an, a really good Amazon gift card for that. And we went and we bought microphones. We bought, um, you know, the mounts. We bought the recorders, everything we would need to get started and decided that we were going to do this, not just, you know, for fun, but we were going to raise some money for children's literacy and, just kind of see where it went. And it's just been really fun so far. Wow. They're really good at it. I had no idea they would be really good at it. So that, that makes it really fun. Yeah, Nora's good. The whole family has been a part of it for sure. Oh my gosh. It's so fun. I just love um, what you shared with the fact that this is funded by the fact that Alexa, you love to read. Like mm -hmm. because you're an amazing reader and you love books, this podcast was able to happen. That is so cool. Oh, that's amazing. And I love that it's such a family endeavor. Yes. With your sisters. That's so fun. So on your podcast, you take a book and for each episode, you talk kind of chapter by chapter and there's fun jokes. There's really fun segments. There's amazing music. How did you decide that the first book you were going to do was The Wonderful Wizard of Oz? Well... Like you said, me and my sisters love reading, mm -hmm. and we decided, because I was actually in Wizard of Oz at Casamanana, we would do Wizard of Oz, and so our special guest on the second episode was a munchkin with me. Yeah, so she, Casa Mignana is our local community theater here in Fort Worth, and um, yes, I think y'all have some time, y'all probably performed at Casa Mignana, or at least been at it at some point, would be my guess. I at the other one, the other one in Fort Worth. Oh, Bass Hall, yes. Bass 
this yes, is our yeah kind of community yeah. version of it. But yeah, they um, both of those girls, her and her best friend, they were Munchkins in the show. Alexa was the Munchkin barrister. Um, and just really fell in love with the Wizard of Oz. That was actually how she was introduced to the story. I don't think you actually read the book until yeah. we did. I until tried we did this it in the library. Uh huh. But it's very different. Small words. <laughs> it's very what? different. It's big. It is. It is very different. And we have, we have found that in some of these classic books that we're looking at, um, number one, we pick books that are in the public domain. Um, yeah, we pick books that are in the public domain so that we have the freedom and the flexibility to change some things. Um, because I'm sure you all know uh, the book can be very graphic. <laughs> um, so, you know, we have to make sure that we're making that appropriate for, you know, four and five-year-olds and we're not going to haunt their dreams. Like Alice uh, in Wonderland, it says off with their heads. And instead we say off to their beds. Or, um, you know, in chapter six and in, in the Queen of the Field Mice, we see, you know, the Tin Man chops off the head of, this wild cat that's coming to attack them. And <laughs> yeah. Well, that, you know, we changed it. The scarecrow scared him away instead of chopping its head off, you know? Uh, I so, it was yeah. I, I even protect you from some of those things. <laughs> but we pick those books that we have the ability. <laughs> yeah. We have the ability to change them um, and we're able to, you know, make it kind of their own and they can add their own spin to it so that um, it fits for what we're needing to that do. Squirt was my idea. So tell them what Squirt is. Charlotte. Her nickname for her sister, Squirt. I love that. I really make, you guys make it feel like we're a part of your family because it's just so warm. Oh, energy is just so, so warm. And I love, did you have your, your nanny has come on? Is that Nora? Mm -hmm. And she's the tin woman. Yeah. I love that you're always like Tin Woman too. It's like, oh, it's so nice to hear Tin Woman. <laughs> yes, she, yeah, she, um, Nora is, we are all about adoption in this family, right? Alexa's adopted. Our nanny, Nora, came to live with us two years ago. We have adopted her. She is just literally the most wonderful soul you will ever meet and just she did a podcast and so alexa um thinks number one it's really cool but she was all nervous when she came to record and um you know acting like she wasn't gonna do well and then as soon as she opened her mouth alexa and i go nora you're amazing and come to find out she had this podcast with her friend and she's just really she's great her her sister and Sam and her friend, but, but yeah, she's, she's just a wonderful person and the girls love her so much. Nora had a hidden talent. Yeah. What was your hidden talent? Three pointers in basketball. Three pointers hard. <laughs> so do you, do you play any other sports, Alexa? Basketball is one. Um, Nope, just basketball. <laughs> she's kind of she's kind of tried everything. She has an amazing basketball. 
Yes. She has mm. an amazing basketball mentor that has really encouraged her to try all, all the sports. And so yeah. um, she tried everything this summer, volleyball, tennis, you know, see what you liked, but basketball is kind of, didn't try football, but you would, if we, yeah. if we had a team, you could play on them quite sure. Same. I love football. I, it's my favorite. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Who's your team, Tara? Philadelphia Eagles. Hey, there you go. At least you didn't say the Jets. I mean, the best the Jets. they need all the love. Yeah, that's very true. My best friend Cullen loves the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I mean, we're Cowboys fans over here, but we'll still be friends. We'll oh, that's right. <laughs> Everything just shifted in this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> I exactly. Mean, cool party, I know nothing. So. Yeah, there you go. I will keep the peace here. I will use my yeah, stuff. MK can keep his level. <laughs> for us. Um, yeah. Alexa, so I grew up with the movie. I hadn't read the, I didn't even know the book existed for a long, long time. Did you watch, did you and your sisters watch the movie of The Wizard of Oz before? Yeah. How many times do you? you'd watched it was it like once was it a hundred it's one of our car movies like you know times. Okay, like okay. one of the movies that is in the regular rotation if we travel yes. so they've probably seen it more than others but they've probably seen the play even more than that well you saw it like 20 times at Casa Mignola when y'all <laughs> did run through and rehearsal and all that kind of stuff but but yeah it's one we've seen quite a bit oh my gosh do you have a favorite part of the movie mm. oh, I like the lions and tigers and bears lions and oh tigers my. oh my why is that I love that that's your favorite moment I don't think anyone's ever said that really I just think it's really funny and I like how intense it is yeah that's I do not the that dancing was, there is kind of fun. The do you know it was supposed to be a song? They were going to try to make that Lions and Tigers and Bears pour into a song, but then they were like, too much, too much. <laughs> Get to Burt Lahr as a cowardly lion, lion prancing on them. But yeah, it was going to be a song. So that's why it kind of has this musical quality for a second. Yeah. It strips Very away. Very rhythmic. Yeah. yeah. Tigers and Bears. Oh, my. I... I didn't realize um, the scarecrow dance that was cut. I just watched that yesterday on your reels. That was crazy. I, why did they cut it? I, I don't think I got to that point. Cra what was their reasoning? It's crazy. Em loves Ray Bolger, so I'm going to let her take this. Ray Bolger is yes. my, Scarecrow is my favorite character. Oh, yes, Love for sure. From what we're learning, it seems like it was a time issue, like, Earlier on, they in previews they were gonna even cut over the rainbow. They just wanted to sort of like. Oh, I'd heard that. Yeah. So from from what we understand, it seems like it was just not super necessary for the story. Yeah, not the style too. Gotcha. It was different. It was a different style than the whole rest of the movie. Yeah. I think okay. he had issues with the fact that he all of a sudden flies in this dance sequence. <laughs> he flies. There's we, pumpkins. We introduce that he can fly. That means that should maybe come back later. Yeah. You know, like maybe that could be come in handy at the witch's castle. But then yeah, we, never, exactly. we never come back to the fact that he can fly. 
And it was a completely different director was on it. We talked about Busby Berkeley. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So it's just different style. And they filmed that number. Em and I were shocked to learn this. We did not know this until a couple weeks ago. They filmed that number months after the whole film had wrapped. So Cal, if you zoom in, they uh-huh. look different. They don't wow. look Dorothy's, Dorothy's braids are like changing lengths. Yeah. Yes. How crazy. A little out of sequence. You they do what's called a deep dive. So where we just skim the surface, they look at like all the details and find <laughs> out all these crazy, interesting, fun facts. So next time you watch that scene, watch Judy Garland, who plays Dorothy, watch uh-huh. her details go from short to long. Like interesting. It's really funny. Because they have funny different times. Different times. Yeah, okay. they didn't have continuity. It's so funny. I wish I wish it was still there, but I'm glad it still exists on YouTube. You can watch yes, it. Yes, for sure. Y'all are done. Y'all are good researchers. Y'all found a lot of really cool stuff. It's so I fun. Mean, part of it is this pandemic has allowed us yeah. to have the time to really do yes. How has that affected how you put out this podcast? You know, I just I just realized we never answered your question earlier no, about the pandemic. Not. We'll come back to it. The yeah, we'll eventually. <laughs> yes. I will say, um, as a mom, it was really hard to watch kids that came home from spring break. And especially for our our kids were switching schools. And so we came home from spring break and we, my husband and I had been gone. We actually got out on the very last boat that got out on a cruise. Like we were, and then we came back and the world had fallen apart. Like, cause we didn't hear anything. We were out of the country. Um, we had tried to like cancel the night before they weren't going to let us do it. We're going to lose all the money on it. So we ended up going, came back and the world was a totally different place from when we left. We couldn't find toilet paper anywhere. Um, it was just crazy. And so we had a lot of food because you buy too much food. I buy way too much food. We had lots of food. That was not a problem. We came back and had to tell them, Hey, it's going to be a week before you get to go back to school. Hooray. You get another week of spring break. Yes. Everybody's excited. They're ready to have another week off. And then that week passes and it's, Hey, we're actually not going back to this school again. And, you know, the friends you've had since, you know, Alexa, Alexa came to live with us when she was five. And so she started school with these kids and then she just never got to go back, you know. And so there was kind of this unsettled feeling. And then, you know, the pandemic, all of a sudden we're just here in the house all together all the time. And it was it was hard because they were processing so many emotions about school. And it was, I mean, it was hard for everybody, obviously. Um, but do you remember how you kind of coped with it? What did you start that helped you to kind of make your way through the pandemic? I think I sat in my room most of the time. You did, but she sat in her room. She started the Harry Potter series. So she got like very invested, read the whole thing. And, and I- a couple of months because that's what she had time to do, you know? So school really was, I mean, I'm going to be honest, not super existent. There was, you know, a few lessons a day, but the teachers are just doing the best they can. Because they Um, were trained for this. Right. And so she would, you know, do her lessons and then read Harry Potter. And so 
once she finished that, it was kind of like, well, hey, what else can we do? <laughs> and so, yeah, I don't think outside of a global pandemic, we would have paused and stopped life enough to where we could say, hey, let's do this. Um, and so it kind of was, I don't know, a good impetus for us to get started with it, which was fun. Oh, wow. It, I'm always just so, my heart just wants to wrap around students because I don't know if I could have learned anything yeah. online. I struggle oh, yeah. with online. Um, as we, Em and I are both teaching artists and we've adapted to the online world too, but it is challenging, especially in the mediums we teach in, which is music and theater, which are meant to be in the room yeah. experiences because I'm such a hands-on learner. So it's amazing though, to see that like, Alexi, you did your own thing. You're like, okay, what is, what is interesting? What is interesting right now to me? I'm going to follow that, which is really cool to see. Yeah. And we relate. I mean, we started our podcast in June of last year during yeah. the pandemic as well. So no, I'm just inspired because um, I think a lot of people gravitated towards Harry Potter or Wizard of Oz or their favorite mm -hmm. fantasy book or movie because it just makes us happy. Did yeah. you watch all the, the Harry Potter movies, Alexa? What's our What's our house rule? Once you finish the book, you get to watch the movie. Cool! <laughs> yeah. Rule. Yeah. So it would. I think that's one of the reasons she Which finished so fast. That didn't happen with Wizard of Oz. No, you were too young to read the book. But, you know, once uh, once you got to the point where you could. Yeah, that was always motivation. All right, I finished book one. Let's watch the movie. I finished yeah. book two. Let's watch the movie. And then eventually when I came to book three, I'm like, I'm going to finish all the books and I get to watch all the movies. All the movies. Oh, that's a good tactic. <laughs> so Alexa actually, she's about to turn 10. And for her 10th birthday, I told her, pick anywhere you want to go and I'll take you and we'll go on a trip. She picked New York because she wanted to go see shows. And obviously that didn't get to happen. Um, we yeah, hope it'll happen. I know. what Maybe in the future. I told her when you turn 13, maybe we'll do that. But yes. um, <laughs> instead, we ended up going this summer, just her and I, to Harry Potter World. So she yeah, finished yeah. the whole series. And then that's kind of how we early celebrated her 10th birthday and went and saw Harry Potter world together. So that was a lot of fun. Oh my gosh. What a what great birthday. I might be mm. having a butter beer today just to let you know. <laughs> nice. There's a Harry Potter store that is opened up in New York city now that has some of the highlights. Cool. The so I might be going to get an ice, a butter beer ice cream. <laughs> Alexa's honor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll think of you while I'm there. <laughs> well, this is oh, talk about like the the films and with Harry Potter too, like the film and the book difference. Same thing is for Oz. So Alexa mm -hmm. and Charity, you can answer this too. What are some of the things that surprised you in the book that you maybe like better or didn't know? Or mm -hmm. what do you like better in the movie? Tell us your preferences within um. the I like in the movie that they actually sing songs, mm -hmm. but in the book, it's just words. Yeah. And I like in the book that, um, in the book, it's real. She actually goes to Oz. And mm -hmm. um, 
they're silver slippers, not ruby slippers. Mm-hmm. Fun uh, fact: Do you know? Do you know why they're ruby slippers in the because, movies? Because silver would have been really hard to see. Mm-hmm. Made her mm-hmm. look like she was barefoot. Yeah. yeah. Yes. yes. Barefoot. Like the tigers and barefoot, she said. <laughs> I love that you like that in the book. It's real because I think it's a real place. I think she really goes. Uh-huh. I don't think she dreams it. So yeah. that's one thing about the movie that I like better in the book. Yeah, but and the play isn't a dream because they said that's one heck of a bump you have on your head. She was like in the bed. Well, in the in the play, they seem to insinuate that she was like in a coma and she was <laughs> having this fantastic fantasy. But they also, you know, relate all of these characters to people that are in her real life. So like but, sometimes you have a dream that Elmo is Elmo's our dog. Elmo's, you know, dancing or a human or something like that. Yeah. It's based in your real life. But then your mind car. turns it to something. It's driving a car. That's, that's a normal thing. <laughs> Almost. Alexa, we have a fun trivia question for you about the movie. Do you do you know what year the movie came out? Nineteen ninety something. <laughs> yes. Great. I guess. know. <gasps> It's 1939. <laughs> the facial reaction, y'all. Yeah, a long time. Very long time ago. <laughs> 1990-something. Oh, my gosh. How old are you? So this kid, whenever they did, like, the 100 days of school and you got to dress up like a grandma or – no, that's not it. It was Pioneer Day. No. She dressed up as a pioneer woman and they went to this log cabin village and she's maybe six years old. And she says, mom, is this what y'all wore when you were a kid? Yeah, you're Alexa. Alexa. <sighs> I said something <laughs> all the time. It's so, time is so confusing. It's, uh, yes. It's so hard to like think <laughs> through decades and generations. Oh and my gosh. 1990 seems like a really long time ago when you're 10. It is a long years that's ago. Kid. You're right. That's when I was a little girl. That's when I yeah. fell in love with Oz was in the 90s. Yes. I always say this on the podcast. So I grew up watching <laughs> these old movies like Wizard of Oz. And do you know who Shirley Temple is? Have you ever heard of Shirley Temple? I have. Animal okay. crackers in my soup. Yeah. Animal crackers in my soup. Lots of fun songs. I grew up watching all these movies and I did not understand when my grandmother at the time was like Shirley Temple is 80 I said excuse me right and a, <laughs> and a senator or something yeah, crazy. she's an ambassador she's an ambassador, ambassador. yeah she has of her own she has grandkids of her own I said oh, she's six years old and she's mm-hmm. my age <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah so it is kind of crazy and like I think it it, it does inform us what we watch when we're a kid too because yeah. I didn't see anything odd about the 1930s style. I didn't see anything different about it. I just thought it was my contemporary, but it was not. Oh, Power Rangers was our contemporary, which all of our stuff um, and charity, all of our stuff mm-hmm. is getting like a heyday again. It's all like That's the oh, stuff You know, I saw a meme the other day. It said something like, um, I, you know, 
am a product of the 1980s and you know, 10 years ago will always be, I grew up in the 2000s. So 10 years ago will always be 1990. Oldies will always be the 1960s. But mm-hmm. you think about it, like where we're at in 2021, there are kids out here that are having babies that Shrek wasn't even out whenever they were kids. Like, what? is that not the weirdest thing ever? Our, like the generation now that's having children didn't grow up with Shrek. Like, I feel old when they say that, but I mean, it's just, yeah. So time is even hard for me as an adult to wrap yeah. my head around. It's kind of, it's crazy. It's hard for me. Not hard for you. Yeah. Wizard of Oz came out in the 1990s. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It, it, it kind of had a rebirth then. So but. exactly. Yeah. It's got to be coming. Fun. Don't you think at some point soon? Yeah, I do. Can I ask you, what is your favorite character from The Wizard of Oz? Who do you feel the most connected to? Uh, Dorothy. Oh, I how you said that, too. That was so sweet to watch. Dorothy. <laughs> what about Dorothy that you love? What do you love about Dorothy? Um... Oh, I love that she's adventurous. Mm-hmm. She's not afraid. She loves her puppy dog. That's yeah. That's very like you. Mm-hmm. I love my puppy dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything else? Um, she can make friends really easily. Mm-hmm. With yeah, just things. Mm-hmm. Strange. Scarecrow, Tin Man, or Woman. I don't really. Care and uh, cover the line and a dog. Uh-huh. I am got lots of friends. She's got a good posse, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, I love what you shared about your love for Dorothy, and I also see like she's a problem solver. And I feel like mm-hmm. when I listen to your podcast, too, you're always helping your sisters understand things that they maybe don't understand in a way that is kind. And inviting, and I feel like that's very much the Dorothy spirit. Because that's how you learn, right? I learn best when people are kind. Alexa, throughout when you were filming season one, because you're now getting into your season two, just like us, right? Recording season one. What was that? Recording season one, not filming. Not filming. This is recording. I'm so right. This is how they do their podcast. So for them, they are filming their podcast. But for us, it is. Oh, we're recording. She could correct Mm -hmm. us. (laughs) We have, have, Alexa, we have a whole segment on our podcast called Get It Right, Tara and MK. Because sometimes we have wrong facts or people, you know, write into us with, did you ever think about this? Or it's funny. recording not filming um do you have favorite moments from your first season with your sisters you mentioned you came up with the nickname squirt which is so fun were, were there any other funny things that happened i almost called her squid <laughs> you have any favorite bloopers or any favorite moments um, I like Bristol for the Cowboys and Lion. We said, can you say what a lion says? And she goes, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. I don't think it's 
she's very opinionated. She, uh, if she wants to do it, she'll do a great job. If she doesn't want to do it, no, you ain't getting nothing from that kid. Is I get nothing for Charlotte? Bristol is the two-year-old. She's the one who says "woof woof, girl," and she's our sound girl. effects. But if she doesn't want to do it, then I, and I'll just put it in there. If she says no, I'll be like, "All right, that's what's going to be in the podcast." I love it. <laughs> she will so funny. She's gonna make. Mm-hmm. She she should have an agent at this point with those. Oh, kinds yeah, of that's absolutely. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. her. Kind of yeah, we we say regularly if she doesn't get her way. She will literally, so if I tell her no, baby gets what baby wants. she literally goes and tells on me to her father and says, mommy didn't let me do this. Mommy doesn't let me do this. And Alexa says she would like to speak with the manager immediately, please. Can we have a manager? Ah, yes, Alexa. She, she is the baby for sure. And baby gets what baby wants. Unfortunately. <laughs> that's true we did not let her in the room because that would have been contracts for her for season two to be like this is what we're negotiating in this is what you're exactly (laughs) exactly um her purr in um this first episode is hilarious alice in wonderland yeah yeah she's pretty pretty good at those sound effects that's so fun that you've all found like a role too with mm-hmm. how to do that does that happen organically or just you decided to assign right away or she assigns yeah I mean I think it's pretty easy to decide who was going to narrate because Alexa's the only one that can read fluently um so you know that was pretty easy and then she does have such strong similarities to Dorothy um, that that was pretty easy to say, Hey, you're going to be Dorothy. And then and Dorothy has some those lines. Yeah. She, she enjoys the acting portion of it for sure. Um, but with Alice in Wonderland, it was kind of different. We needed her to narrate number one, but it didn't make sense for her to be Alice. Um, I don't be- have blonde hair. Well, that, that doesn't <laughs> matter so much as, we needed her to be lots of different characters. She's got to be the Cheshire cat. She's got to be the Mad Hatter. She's got to be the Dodo. And I've got to be a soldier. A sol- the Q-Q. card soldier. Wow. Um, so she, we needed her to be able to bring different eccentricities to these different characters. Whereas Charlotte, you know, she wanted to be Alice so badly. And that's good for her. She can stick with one thing, just like she was the Scarecrow um, for the whole season of of Wizard of Oz. And so um, it's they're learning about sharing too, like sharing the lead, sharing the spotlight. That's really important. Um, and encouraging each other and their strengths and their abilities. But, um, but yeah, she's just, I mean, it kind of does happen organically, but, you know, mom kind of has to assign what those things are going to be so that we can get the best product that we can. That is so great to hear the compromises that do have to happen. That's theater. Mm-hmm. Theater, any Absolutely. kind of theater, it's a lot of compromising. It's a lot of um, sharing the spotlight. And yes. Em and I love doing ensemble work too, because you do get to wear more hats than you would mm-hmm. normally if you're playing one part. 
you get that yeah. one part. But it's so fun to bounce around and play a lot of different characters. You learn like your voice can do a multitude of different things that can make yes. different from from another character. And it's a lot of fun when you get to put that on as well. I learned so, I can move a rolling chair and a bench. <laughs> she she was an uh, elf junior this summer and she you know was a munchkin at the beginning of the play but the rest of the play elf. elf junior yeah I was an elf at the beginning of the play not a munchkin oh yeah sorry <laughs> get it right <laughs> yeah get it right <laughs> I didn't even know what she was correcting me about that's really funny um yeah she was an elf at the beginning of the play and then for the rest of the play she was helping backstage move things on and off and you better believe every time she moved a bench she would skip her little heart out I knew exactly which person was moving that bench because she was that was her that was her job and she was proud of it but I was very I wasn't in any of the other dances I wasn't in any of the other scenes so I tried to make the most of it. Yeah. Yes. Love and the team player. I told her the most proud I was of her the entire time she was at camp is she said that her counselor recognized that she was backstage encouraging and telling the other director. people, yeah, good job when you finished your your solo or good job after your scene. And you know what? That is that is theater. There are no no small parts, only what? As small actors. Only small actors. It is, you know, what you do with the part that you're given and how you are a part of a team. And sometimes I think in my mind, if you think you got a small part, you're kind of dumb because all parts are important. All parts are important. All parts. This is so all. true. And that goes with your podcast too. All exactly. the all your have something to contribute. And then Charity, do you do all the editing as well? Class. I do. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to teach her. Um, she's starting to help with some of the script writing. Um, a lot of the, you know, candid moments are them. Um, you know, I'll just write a, an ellipses in the script and they'll do that. But she's starting to help with the more formal portion of adapting the story into what we're going to say. Um, and then, yes, I, I'll do the editing. But again, I would like her to to get to that point where where she can do it because she's just she has her brain thinks in that way. It's got to I mean, you all know, it's got to think a certain way to be able to edit and sit there and enjoy that. And, um, you know, she's got those those skills there. So we're trying to bring them out. I think dad would prefer if we wrote it with pen and paper. Why? Because um, I don't know. He just seems like one of those dads that likes kids to be off electronics oh yeah that's fair yeah oh, very fair like us to be back that's... in the olden days <laughs> uh -huh. 1990s no offense dad but i will say i have a favorite memory and it actually just happened the other day the girls were doing um they sat down with our local magazine here it's called made worthy um and they were doing some pictures for it and i it, it's very hard to get kids to smile naturally and like actually look like they're happy when you're saying, hey, say teeth, smile like that. It just doesn't work. So I said, Hey, everybody <laughs> think of dad. Dad's wearing a diaper. And sure enough, five minutes later, my husband walks up there 
and he has taken a blanket and wrapped it around his body like he's wearing a diaper. And he walks into the podcast studio and every one of those children just lose their minds. It was a sight I will never forget. My my 200 pound husband in a giant diaper just to get his kids to laugh. And I think that's been my favorite part is just like we all do it together and all I, of this together. Yeah, exactly. I, to, I told Jordan, you know, when we started it, he was kind of like, why, why are we doing this? To raise and, money for kids. Well, that number one, yes, to raise money for literacy. But um, every birthday they have, I put together a video. And so there is a video of Alexa's, you know, since she came to live with us, her fifth year of life, sixth year of life, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. Um, but very rarely do those videos have any audio. And we find as they get older, we are forgetting the sounds of their voice. And so at the very least, if nobody else cares about it and nobody listens to it, we will have a catalog for us and for their kids and for their kids' kids of these stories that can be read and read in the voices they had at this point in time. And so... um, I wish we'd done something like this way earlier because I I can't remember sometimes what she sounded like as as a five year old. Um, but at least we're doing it now and we're capturing uh, the audio of just our our kids at this point in time. And so it's fun it's fun to have that um, memento. Um, now I have the idea that uh, when it's somebody's birthday at the end of the video or not video, you know right. Um, at the end of this right. episode, <laughs> we could put, watch this birthday video. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Aww. Days after Charlotte, and I don't know if my, is my birthday on Wednesday this year? I have no idea, babe. <laughs> a better mom might know that, but I don't. <laughs> that is it so... might be on a Monday. Oh. Anyways, that was a very long explanation, but that's, mm-hmm. that's my favorite part. We love that. We're both like, oh gosh, because it's, <laughs> it's an it's a different form of a scrapbook. That's exactly it. That is, I tell yeah. people all the time, I'm not, a, I can't scrapbook. I don't do it. I've never done it. But I will make you a video, and I will make you an audio recording, and we can look at that instead. That is so special. The rest of our life. <laughs> yes, and you'll, you'll have it. Yeah, you'll yeah. be able to look back on this and remember you know, what was happening in your life at this time. I definitely think that about our podcast too. I was going to say it's exact, it's the exact same for y'all. Like there is never a time in your life. I know, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to assume like y'all are going to have kids or like do anything like that. But if, if you do or whatever new life stage you move on to, it's never the same as it was when you're single in New York or just married in New York. And it like, you never go back to that life stage. So having this recording is something so cool that y'all did during this time in your life. Like how, how fun, like, I wish I had some sort of catalog of that point in my life as well. <laughs> That's really, it's just really cool. So I love what y'all are doing. We love what you're doing. Right back at you. Right back at you. It's so funny to think, I actually think of Harry Potter a lot in this moment when they open their newspapers and the graphics yeah. are moving. It's like, that's where we're at. Yeah. That, yeah. Now, that was magical 
in the 1990s, mm-hmm. just to keep presenting the 1990s when Harry Potter was yeah. starting to come out. Um, yeah, that, that that's was, the 90s movie, that was, Harry Potter. That's Harry Potter. Really I think the first was book was... The 2002 movie. I think was the it? movie started in the early 2000s, the books yeah. were 90s. Get mm-hmm. it right. Get it right. Get it right. That's the theme of this kid. Can't live with her, can't live without her. Fully acknowledge <laughs> you're not Harry Potter ever. It's a it's a it's a phrase. It's a okay. saying. I'm like you're <laughs> It's just like I don't like that saying. No. It's a Get it right? <laughs> yeah. I hate that saying. Right. <laughs> can live with her, can't live without her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's better. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like I keep thinking, like those those moving newspapers are what we're living in right now. That's how we're cataloging our life, which is so wild mm-hmm. that that was something that we considered to be magical and yeah. something we would never have, but now it is something that we have, and I think it is cool to see that there are different kinds of ways to preserve and archive. Archives the fancy word. Other ear. Yes. Archive our our history, which is really cool. I think that's what that's what's changed is we now each of us have a lot of technology now where mm-hmm. we can archive ourselves. Um yeah. in ways that people could not in the past. And we are, you know, think yeah. about face Facebook. I don't know. I mean, I think we're all relatively the same age. I didn't grow up with Facebook, but it's gonna be so different for them. Yeah. I can't even, I can't even wrap my head around. I'm cleaned up with Lamborghinis. Who do you know that has a Lamborghini? I don't know anybody with a Lamborghini. Apparently this kid's living a different life than me. Secret life. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Shout out to Ethan's dad. Good for you. Yeah. Lamborghini. <laughs> but he did say they never listen to podcasts. Um, well, yeah. Ethan's dad will never know that we shot the joy. Yeah, there's no Ethan's dad won't have any clue. He will never no, know. What, what we're saying is our the world we live in, we didn't have social media and things like that. That's one of the reasons that you are not allowed on social media. It's one of the reasons I didn't want you on a YouTube channel. There are things that are different in your lifetime right now that I feel a very strong desire to protect you from. But it's impossible to. So there is a lot of it because when we were your age, mm-hmm. when we were your age, Alexa. There was maybe video games was probably the mm-hmm. biggest thing that was like a digital, yes, yeah, disruption. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and computer games. Nintendo sixty four in our Nintendo sixty some computer games were starting. We had like instant chat messaging. That's I feel like AIM, AOL instant messenger. AOL, yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. That was kind of it. I didn't even have a cell phone until I was a teenager. Yeah. Oh, me neither. And I don't yeah. get one from 13. That's you good. say 13. I said when you're driving. So we'll see. <laughs> dad said 13. Well, dad and I have clearly not discussed this. <laughs> Actually, no, the other dad did say 13 or 14. She's literally trying to get this on record on so she can go record. back. Uh-huh. Can we edit that out? Yeah. <laughs> Someone's going to have to bribe me. I'm the editor. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're bribable. <laughs> and Dave's like, Alexa, you want that cell phone? You, you got three weeks allowance? Let's see. 
<laughs> Alexa, can I, can I ask you what else is on your bookshelf right now that you're reading? I don't have, well, I have shelves with books. It's not, Charlotte has the bookshelf. What is on your virtual iPad book? <gasps> yeah, your collection. <clears throat> what are you My reading? Bible, all the books. All the books. Fire mm -hmm. of Wicked. Yep, that's probably yes. a current. Yes. Love Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Oh, it's so good. Are you enjoying it? I think she's read every, we, we just bought. I have two more books. She's read all of them, but two. So we wow. got those yesterday since we're, you know, quarantined over here. Actually, we normally don't, we don't buy new books. We half price books is our jam. But when you're stuck, when you're stuck in the house, then it's nice I to have that. Jam. The digital option. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. I feel like Diary of the Wimpy Kids was what our Super Fudge books were. Do you all remember Super Fudge? Oh, yeah. Was, that was Beverly Cleary, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Or was it not? Or was that? I know she did Ramona, but I think maybe she did Super Fudge. I, too. I can't remember. Exactly. I love Super Fudge. Super Fudge? I don't know if I read that one. Oh, I'm going to have to find that for her. <laughs> In New York City, and I thought that was always magical. Yeah. For New York City kids. Yes. Really old. I think it was the 70s, maybe, when these books came out. Oh, wow. Judy I didn't realize that. Judy, Judy Bloom. Bloom. That's I it. Yeah. That's 1980. It. Wow. Well, I, I recommend those books. Yeah. Okay. I've read all those in the library, too. Superfetch? You haven't read no, Superfetch? Judy. Well, Judy Bloom is, wrote Superfetch. So you got more. Got more. Get it, get it right, Alexa. I actually, hold on, let me show you this. We have a Judy Bloom connection. Hold on. Ooh, that's exciting. I have, so I usually travel with a Wizard of Oz book just as like oh, something to take with me to whenever uh -huh. I go somewhere just to have. It's my little ritual. So this is Judy Bloom's version of the Wizard of Oz. She does the I intro. I did not know she did one. That's well, exciting. A lot as a writer. So she didn't write the, she. it's L. Frank Baum's text is in here. Gotcha. She, the intro she has an introduction. So yeah, cool. The cover, it's so mm. simple. It is so cover. cute. With the oh, yellow. I love Judy Bloom. Which Those version did you so read of The Wizard of Oz? Which one did you, did you just go to the original text? Did you have an illustrated version that you loved to look at? No, we look, we used, if you look at our website, you'll see we use the original illustrations because they're also in public domain. Um, so there are certain books, you know, that are illustrated that we could not use the illustrations from. Um, but we pull those for our at least the cover art that's on our website, not, not Apple podcasts. We use the same logo for each episode. Um, but now we, we look at the original text and the reason we do the original text is just um, because most of those adaptations or rewrites are not public domain. So we've got to look at the original to change so that we're, you know, legally in the, the confines of public domain. Um, so Yeah. We might look at some inspiration um, from from others, but but we pull from the original in order to adapt for us. Got it. Nice. So your next book is Alice in Wonderland, right? Yes. Do you have a dream book that you hope Ooh. to do on the podcast? Maybe it's top secret. Maybe we can't know yet. 
Oh, like what would you really like to do? Harry Potter. She would love to do Harry Potter. So if anybody's got a J.K. Rowling connection, yeah, that's send it our way. I told her that's probably not in our lifetime going to happen, but maybe someone in the future will be inspired when it becomes Charlotte, public domain. Somebody in our Again, 75 years is a very hard thing to wrap your head around. <laughs> maybe when you're old and a grandmother, you'll be, it'll fall in public domain and you'll do it. I mean, just like Disney, I'm sure the Harry Potter franchise will keep Harry Potter out of the public domain for years to come, but. Yeah, you never know. Because it makes a lot of money. Same. Yeah. The MGM Wizard of Oz, you can't touch that movie. Oh, no, you can't. Yeah, you can't. I'm, yes, it's it's amazing. Thankfully, we've got, you know, documentary, you know, constitutional protections where we can do things um, where we comment on it. But yeah, reproductions, it's hard. It's hard to, but yeah, it's interesting. Can we just pay? You can. I'm not. Oh, she said, can we pay JK? JK, me me and her were tight. Me and JK, yeah. Just send her some yeah. Venmo. Exactly. I've got some allowance built up. Let's see. I've got like $200. Mm-hmm. You're about to spend, spend that on your. No, I actually decided I want a kayak. Okay. She was saving for a Nintendo Switch. Apparently, that turned to a kayak for this. A large body of water that we don't have. The ocean. <laughs> That's it. If I buy my own kayak, the only way you can take it on the ocean and go fishing and catch fish. Fun. Learning, learning new things. Apparently, me, and my husband never speak. Because <laughs> I haven't heard this once. You just get different sides of the story. That's all. Exactly. <laughs> Here I, I am looking for a Nintendo Switch, and you're getting a kayak. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, at. she has she has saved for about a year, so she's wow. enough for a Nintendo Switch, not a kayak. Requires <laughs> like five hundred dollars. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll talk I, about it another time. I would say they're probably a thousand. That would be my guess, right? Like a thousand. Yeah, she showed me a really cheap one then. Oh no, no, no. She she's me- talking about a kayak. You got a ways to go if you're saving for a kayak. No, the ones at Academy are low prices and they're like five hundred. We're looking for an Academy sponsorship here. Low prices every day. Academy. Okay, from what I'm seeing, there's a kayak blackfin model. Got it for is a thousand dollars and forty. It's a thousand forty-five dollars. Whoa! You can get. An all-around 11-inch orange version for $739. That's better. When we saw the Academy, we went $300, 400 and $500. There was only one that was $1,000. We'll, we'll have to look. You're probably looking at the plastic. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to stay from the water. I really think a plastic one's going to hold up in the ocean. <laughs> a little frightening. Em, do you want to ask your most favorite question ever? ever, Other than questions about kayaks. This could be for both of you, Alexa and Charity. So we ask all of our Slipperhood members if you could design for us your dream pair of the slippers. They can be ruby. They can be silver. They could be rainbow. They could be a sneaker. They could be a high heel. An Ugg boot. It could be an Ugg boot. It could be nothing. Dogs. What was it? Nothing. I'd make them like dog furry ish, not 
with dead dogs. Not, but not with dead dogs. <laughs> like cut some hair off the dogs and put them on my slippers. So she does love furry. What color? Furry. What color? White and black. Not Dalmatian, white and black. I've Dexter. Okay. Oh, cool. who that is. He's an English Springer Spaniel. Okay. Cruella DeVille inspired. Yeah, there we go. I love that. She's so funny. Except she just does Dalmatian. <laughs> yeah, I think she's Dalmatian too. Right? And what would, what would your slippers protect you from? Ooh. Snow. Excellent. That's a good choice. Yeah. It'd be Smart. like a sneaker type with a tiny heel type thing. Tiny heel. Yeah, a little wedge. Just like a little wedge. There you go. A wedge. A few inches, yeah. Okay. Wedge All right. Wedge. I like this look. I love this. Mom, you're doing what are you feeling? You know, I will represent Charlotte here. And I think if she had her dream pair of slippers, they would be... They would have a unicorn horn on the end. Rainbows. They would be rainbow. And have a head. Yes. They would have basically a unicorn head and they would light up in the heel. That would be her preference. And you know what? I would rock those too. So Agreed. Maybe, yes. maybe someday. Maybe that could be the next venture. Design your own slippers with the Down the Yellow Brick podcast. Do <laughs> business. That would be amazing. Need your two hundred dollars though. I yeah. <laughs> I saw I saw that on my i my iPod down the yellow no, brick podcast. Down the yellow brick podcast. That's who this is. This is down the yellow brick podcast. <laughs> She's like, I just talk. I don't know who I'm talking to. I just talk. <laughs> understand. We're just some girls moving the screen. Yeah. <laughs> That probably grew up in the 1940s, you know, yeah, in the pioneer the age. We're from we the lived pioneer in Little House on the Prairie. Mm -hmm. Lincoln was president when I was exactly. Um, oh um, my! This was so much fun to have y'all. It was very uh, fun. You're our youngest guest, Alexa. Which is so great. We're so happy we got to talk to you. We learned a lot from you, which is just so so great and can you let us know where everyone can follow you at yet again yeah you can follow us <laughs> at abc story sisters online don't forget to click that donate button to donate money for read to read that's what? true i will say she she loves to share about why we're doing this podcast and it is um they love to read so much, but they, we have talked about the fact that not every kid gets the ability or the opportunity to learn. Is there like the 10th kid podcast in the world? No, there's just not a lot of kid podcasters. Kid hosted podcasts. Correct. You got to put yeah. that in because otherwise they can't hear you. You're um, but, um, but yeah, so if, if people go to our website, you can see we have a tab podcasting with a purpose and you can. Um, donate to Room to Read. So Room to Read is a massive organization, obviously, that, um, you know, helps with children's literacy and disseminating books and things like that. But they started um, their own specific fundraiser where um, they can raise money to donate to our local chapter of Room to Read. So if that's something you feel inclined to do, um, you know, it's something important to us and something that, um, you know, is 
is not everybody gets to do. Not everybody gets to have the joy that we get um, or the privilege of reading. So. We will definitely be on top of that. Thank you for making us aware of Room to Read. So what you all are doing this for, it is so important to remind of the why. And the way you all storytell together is super inspiring. And and for some people who reading, it's not their thing. They can still enjoy a story just by listening to you guys. Absolutely. My friend Josh um, doesn't like reading. He told me that like three times at camp at Pine Cove. Um, yes, I went there last week. Last week? No, two weeks ago. Um, and he said he loves the podcast, but he doesn't like reading. Mm-hmm. So it's another way of introducing classic uh, literature. Yes. Some people like listening. Yeah, that's true. For Josh, mm-hmm. you're out Audible. there. Some people Josh. like Yeah, Josh. We got I'm sure Josh, Josh will hear this. Ethan's dad will never hear this, but Josh might. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We've been talking oh, for an hour. Yeah. We sure have. Ethan, Time flies when you're having fun. Thank y'all for having us. Of course. Thank you. Thank yeah, you so we much, really enjoyed this. We will definitely check out the room for read. We'll make a donation. That oh, is that's awesome. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> yes, and you can follow us on Instagram. We're at ABC Story Sisters. If you're connected to you guys, we're just a click away from y'all as well. So hopefully we can... Stay connected with you guys. I feel like we've known y'all for since the 1940s. <laughs> Way back in the day. 1939. Since World War II. <laughs> exactly. Colonial day. Uh-huh. Yeah, we will definitely stay in touch. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for waking up early. Yes, thank you for waking up early and go have a great for fantastic sure. kayaking dreams. <laughs> kayaking dreams. Uh, or Nintendo. <laughs> You go with your heart. Yeah. <laughs> Either whatever floats your kayak. We could um, do it on the little pond. Dad has out there. Wow. Big plans over here, y'all. Big plans. Yeah, I like these plans you have. This is great. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Down the Yellow Brick Pod. If you are feeling frisky with your fingertips, scroll on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a glowing rate and review. Each person who leaves us a review will be entered to win our end-of-the-season Oz giveaways, including a gift basket of musical adaptation goods, which, trust me, you aren't going to want to miss. All previous reviews will also be considered in our entries. We see you. Until next time, catch us at Down the Yellow Brick Pod in our Technicolor scrapbook on IG and partying on our Patreon. Gratitude to our patrons of present and future for making more magic possible. Let's escape to Oz soon, okay? TTYL!